Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome into A to Z Sports Primetime from the Superbook Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I am proud, as always, to be presented to you by the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. GaryAshton.com is where you go for the Intel edge you need to succeed. By Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook app, and they will match your first bet up to $1,000 when you plug in the, excuse me, up to $250. That's a much different promo code. Up to $250 when you plug in the promo code ATOZ. That's A2Z in the Superbook Sports app. And TrueMav Fitness in the Gulch. The best place to work out is TrueMav Fitness, where you can get your first workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident. Go to TrueMavFitness.com and get that first workout free or sign up for any one of their fantastic membership options. So, uh, about the time that things were, the news cycle was wrapping up for the day, there was a notification that I got from, and I'm sure many of you got, got from Bleacher Report regarding DeAndre Hopkins and the Tennessee Titans. Now, there is no new news other than the contract offer, uh, other than uh, other than all the uh, all the different um, things that Mike Reese had put out there into the universe, and now looking around at it, you have the BR betting uh, Bleacher Report betting notification saying that DraftKings uh, has made the best available free agent now minus three hundred to land in Tennessee. He was plus five hundred yesterday. So, uh, what is the only thing that's happened over the course of basically between um, this Wednesday and last Wednesday is that Mike Reese uh, notebook article on Sunday that said the Titans were being more aggressive than the Patriots, that the Titans and the Patriots had both made a contract offer, but DraftKings Sportsbook has not changed the odds on the Patriots the way that they have for the Titans. So, you know... It doesn't guarantee that Vegas knows everything, but it does, you know, it is fair to believe and fair to expect that at some point the the sports books do have access to the same kind of insider information that many of the NFL insiders do. So when this is made available to DraftKings and they change their betting odds as a result, it is worth paying attention to just to kind of see where the market trends are even as there's no outward new news about the DeAndre Hopkins situation. Uh, Ed Champ says, Buck, if we can get DeAndre Hopkins and trade for Corey Davis, why would you want to trade for Corey Davis if you signed DeAndre Hopkins? What on earth sense does that make? Uh, no, you've done the, the Corey Davis uh, experience once, and if I remember correctly, the vast majority of you were completely fine with letting him walk. And frankly, I'm, sh- I'm shocked he's still a Jet at this stage. Uh, but either way, what percentage chance do you give the Titans to land DeAndre Hopkins at this point on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch? We'll talk about it together right after I remind you that it's your Two Rivers Ford take, first and foremost, and your Two Rivers Ford take is made possible by Two Rivers Ford. Go to tworiversford.com for quality American-made Ford vehicles for award-winning customer service 
and the kind of continuity that you can come to expect from that business that's been locally owned and operated here in Middle Tennessee for 40 years. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So uh, what percentage chance do you give the Titans of landing DeAndre Hopkins at this point? B. French, 65. Nas, 75. Steven Snyder is going to fence it. He's saying 50-50. The villain, 60-40. I assume in favor of the Titans. Billy Jones is very optimistic on Facebook Live. He says 75%. So, you know, the Hopkins situation at this stage uh, is worth keeping an eye on. And it is something that is going to, uh, it's going to draw a lot of intrigue around the NFL. Now, you know, if I was to put a percentage chance on it, I'd probably say 55% um, and give the Patriots 45% just because I don't think that going, you know, overcorrecting on this just because the betting odds have changed and they've been more aggressive with their contract offer. Like, I still don't think it changes a percentage chance that substantially, but I would, you know, give them a better chance than New England to land him at this point, just because I think they've got more that they're willing to do to acquire him. Uh, Bill Belichick, the Patriots organization famously does not spend on wide receivers. Again, the biggest wide receiver contract that they've ever handed out is Nelson Aguilar. Two years, I believe the figure was either 22 or $24 million dollars. Uh, and it, you know, on, on the scale of wide receiver contracts in the modern day, of course, that's pennies. So I don't know how much they're willing to break that mold. Now, Bill Belichick, as a personnel uh, person, has spent before, not necessarily at the wide receiver position. Although I think Aguilar was a part of that big spending spree with Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry. Uh, and uh, I know they acquired some players on defense as well, mostly offense. But at this point, um, I would say 55% is a fair percentage to put on it. Uh, I think that anything more than that is just, you know, not to say that you can't be excited about the prop proposition of it, not to say that it's not a very real possibility that he lands here in Tennessee. But um, I would say to you, I would say to you that I am still, you know, of the position that this man is not going to sign at the start of training camp, that if he continues to think that he has a better market opportunity should somebody injure themselves. Uh, I think at this stage, uh, I think at this stage, he's more likely to do that. I still think that at least one other team, now I don't know this uh, quantifiably, but I, I bet that there's at least one other team that's probably going to emerge in the middle of this. Uh, Kenston says, look at Buck trying to water it down. He's coming, Buck, likely before camp. Well, obviously, you don't know that. You don't know anything about the situation. And I'm not speaking specifically to you, Kenston. I'm just saying, like, none of us know a timeline other than DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Vrabel, and Rand Carthon, and exactly, like, when that would happen. Likely before camp, I know it is, in fact, not likely before camp. If it is at any point during the first week of camp, I will be surprised. So nobody's trying to water it down. I'm simply trying to temper expectations. It doesn't mean that you won't land DeAndre Hopkins, and you can celebrate that as a result. And I'm sure many of you will cite this particular show and say, oh, you tried to tell us that we're not getting DeAndre Hopkins. And I'll say, no, I wasn't saying that. I'm just saying at this point to, you know, veer to overcorrect in the direction of, oh, my God, Bleacher Report or the, the DraftKings says, we're, uh, we're getting, uh, <laughs> DraftKings says we're getting DeAndre Hopkins when it's a, a sports book. <laughs> You know, obviously that's not something that I'm I'm willing to, you know, 
completely throw out any logic and reason and say, all right, but that runs completely counter um, to everything else that's going on around DeAndre Hopkins right now. Not the idea that he would sign with the Tennessee Titans, but the idea that he was that he's in any rush whatsoever to sign with either of these teams and that he very much, the reason that he hasn't signed with either of these teams yet is because he wants another team to boost his market. He wants more money. Um, and in the absence of more money, then at some point he'll have to make a decision between the two teams who are offering him. And if no other team emerges, then those will be the, those will be the decisions that he makes, right? But we're not there yet. Uh, we, we are not to the point where players have gotten injured in training camp that would allow him um, the opportunity to increase his market and uh, capitalize on a team who gets desperate enough at the wide receiver position to boost that. And of course that can't happen until training players can't get, you know, it's unfortunate, but players can't get injured until training camp starts. They're waiting for those kind of situations for a team to not be happy with their wide receiver core. If he signed, you know, I would expect it to be within the first two weeks of most teams starting training camp. I don't think they would wait. Like, I don't think they would wait too terribly long. I don't think he would necessarily let it drag out into the preseason, but like, this is not a dude that practices anyway. I don't expect, and you know, I think that's a big reason why, why it might not work in New England because Bill Belichick, it's like, you know, it's going to the Navy SEALs, right? Like you, there's no excuses or there's no exceptions made for certain players. And in Tennessee, they will make exceptions for him to be able to manage himself at 31 years old, the way that he wants to manage uh, himself. So uh, at this point, um, that's the strategy for DeAndre Hopkins. It may seem uh, it may seem like a long shot. It may seem uh, it may seem like a situation where, um, you know, many of you are going to convince yourselves that DeAndre Hopkins is going to be a Titan no matter what, and that's fine. You're entitled to do so. At least, like I said, it's entirely it's your opinion. It's not based on uh, it's not based on anything that's grounded in reality right now. Because the reality is, he's not interested in signing anytime before training camp. Certainly. And at this point, he is very much waiting for somebody to uh, juice his market a little more than the Titans or the Patriots currently have. Um, it's, you know, like I said, it's not a concrete strategy. It doesn't mean that it's going to work, but it's the only play that he's got. He doesn't have a ton of leverage, right? That's the that's the unique part of, that's why the Titans have a shot at him, because he doesn't have real leverage. I mean, he has leverage, but not real leverage, right? Um, so, you know, uh, he's on, uh, there on his timetable and his timetable can look like whatever the hell he wants to, uh, whatever he wants to look like. I see Kenston adding, so he's going to pull a Vic Beasley, LOL, come on. Well, no, he's not going to pull a Vic Beasley because if he's, if he's going to hold out for more money, then he's not, well, and the difference with Vic Beasley, Vic Beasley cost himself a hundred thousand dollars because he signed a contract and then didn't show up for training camp, right? DeAndre Hopkins isn't going to cost himself money by signing with a team and then not showing up for training camp. That's uh, that's a very, very different scenario than Vic Beasley, who, uh, according to uh, the Buster with the Boys podcast, was very open about his interest in cash and checks and chilling. That was what he was about. He wanted to sit out the entirety of the 2020 season uh, after the uh, after you know the Kevin Byard uh, Kevin Byard Ryan Tannehill um, practice protest day after I I can't remember the. Uh, the shooting specifically that caused them to make that decision. But again, uh, again, at this point, um, I would say to you that a 55% chance is completely reasonable. It makes them, you know, between the two players, makes them uh, too favorable. Uh, it gives them the most favorable options to be able to sign him at this point. Uh, A to Z Sports Prime Time is presented by the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. 
You can go to GaryAshton.com and get your dream address without the stress. Don't sell without the intel that Gary Ashton can provide. So, you know, on the whole, uh, it's good to see, if you're a Titans fan, I'm sure, uh, it's good to see that they are actively pursuing DeAndre Hopkins the way that you expect them to actively pursue DeAndre Hopkins. They are approaching this with the kind of aggressiveness that you all have desired for them to do this. So, you know... We will uh, we will see a situation. Um, we will situate see a situation where you know your I, I'm sure your emotions are going to go back and forth and back and forth on this, right? Like when he you know when he doesn't sign within the next what is it 13 days until training camp. We all report on the 25th. Quarterbacks and rookies are in there in 10 days. By the way, 22nd is when the quarterbacks and rookies get back into the building. Um, but 25th is when everybody will be here. And then the 26th will be the first practice. So by the time the 25th rolls around, many of you will be wringing your hands because Deandre Hopkins in all likelihood, again, it's not a guarantee, but in all likelihood, he won't have signed a contract with anybody by then. We'll get to the 26th. More of you will be get, we'll get angsty because in all, again, it is most likely doesn't guarantee, but it is most likely that he is not signed a contract by July 26th. Um, and I think that, it, you know, your, your emotions are going to go back and forth on this. So right now you're riding high. Bleacher Report and DraftKings are giving you the best betting odds to land him. And by the way, you it sounds like you deserve it. You have been actively pursuing him. I know that they have kept in close contact with him on a regular basis, despite everybody breaking for the summer. And I know that New England's, New England's flexibility is not going to be what the Titans' level of flexibility is at this point. So... We'll see how this thing plays out. But right now, uh, you're in a good spot. And, you know, you're as in a good a spot as you can hope to be uh, because there's nothing there's nothing beyond New England that's standing between you and DeAndre Hopkins right now. But what DeAndre Hopkins is hoping is that something materializes that's either more competitive or better financially uh, suited to what it is that he's looking for. Jacob Bray says, best thing is to have zero expectations. Can't get disappointed that way. Um, No, I mean, listen, you are... You are in the hunt for this player. You are in the uh, you are in the position um, to acquire this player. You should have ex- a degree of expectation, whether you want to give yourself expectations or not. You have an expectation that you should be able to make a competitive offer to DeAndre Hopkins. Whether he accepts that offer is entirely out of your control, right? I mean, it's within your control to a degree, but ultimately, it's not within your control, right? That's up to DeAndre Hopkins. And, you know, uh, while I think you, I understand what you're trying to do. Of course, you're going to have a degree of expectation because your team is in this thing. And it's, it's like, it's like a, a football game that they have no business being competitive in. Right. Well, is there a chance that the the Titans can beat the chiefs on, on any given Sunday? Right. Sure. Because the Titans are physically the other team in a game against the chiefs and weird shit happens in football all the time. That's how it goes. Um, all right. So let's, uh, I know some of you wanted to do a, an ask me, ask me anything show tonight, but there was enough news ish stuff that I figured the vast majority of people would rather talk about, uh, would rather talk about, um, uh, Hopkins or the quarterback situation that Jimmy Wyatt got aggregated for, even though that's, you know, three weeks, uh, three weeks removed from, uh, from any kind of competitive football being played right now. So we'll talk about it together. In the comments on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, we'll pivot to some quarterback discussion. Where do you think the Titans quarterback competition stands heading into training camp? It's a very simple question. You can answer it any way that you want to around all three of the players who are going to be 
in this discussion, where do you think the Titans quarterback competition stands ahead of training camp? Uh, Bert, make sure you spell check competition before you tweet that link out on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. We will talk about it together right after uh, right after I remind you that the primetime show is made possible by the wonderful people at TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch. I can't wait to go to TrueMath Fitness tomorrow morning. Can't wait to get my workout in because I, I enjoy working out now. Used to hate it. Used to hate it. Uh, used to loathe it. Used to dread it. Used to put it off. Uh, now it is something that is a part of my day-to-day routine, and it is something that legitimately betters my mood. It may not sound like I'm in a better mood on a day-to-day basis, but I promise you that I am because I enjoy so much the process and the progress that I've made since starting to go to True Math Fitness in the Gulch. You can get your first workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident when you go to truemathfitness.com. You can check out any of their great group fitness classes. I have enjoyed those. I do personal training with True Math Fitness right now. They offer that to you as well. They also have membership options, so you can go and work out at your pace on your time in their open gym. TrueMathFitness.com, your first workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident. So uh, where do you think the quarterback competition stands as we sit here today? Uh, Josh Sabata says, complicated backup situation if reports are true that Willis is outperforming Levis. Um, I uh, <laughs> need the stamina for comments that piss you off, Bucks and Jacob Ray. Yes, that's true. True math is, uh, uh, my patience has not improved, but certainly the stamina that I have to withstand the amount of comments that we get on a regular basis is uh is certainly uh is certainly helpful uh major key says we're going to have three quarterbacks is my expectation omar says it uh accurately it's Tannehill one it's willis two and it's levis three right now so the thing that uh you know whether you want to say that it got stirred up today or that it resurfaced today was a line from uh jim wyatt's mailbag now jimmy does a mailbag uh i think every tuesday and saturday where people submit his questions. He's been doing it since he was at the Tennessean. Um, And in the latest mailbag, which I believe was yesterday, Jimmy was asked a question about the quarterback situation and specifically Willis and Levis. So uh, at this point, Jimmy is asked uh, about the progress of Will Levis, and he's asked about Malik Willis as well. And what Jim Wyatt says as to the question um, it was a response to a question about Malik Willis making the 53-man roster. The quote was, Malik outperformed Levis this offseason and definitely showed improvement from a year ago, but things can change. Now, that was a part of a larger answer. Um, and, you know, immediately people started to re-aggregate it that, like that was new news. And I was honestly surprised to see how many people saw, uh, to see how many people reacted with surprise to that information that Willis had outperformed Levis in the in the voluntary portion. I would say to you that that is the thing that makes all the sense in the world. In fact, I'm pretty sure that we've talked about this on a regular basis. But this was uh, Will Levis on one of the last days of uh, voluntary work of mandatory minicamp. No, this was on the second day of mandatory minicamp, as a matter of fact where Will Levis uh, ended practice on a bad note. He uh, went to take a snap under center. Uh, it looked like a play-action concept that they were preparing to run. He tripped over the center or the guard's legs, fell down, and that was the way the practice ended. He got very frustrated by that. He looked like he might slam his helmet down. He caught himself and then, you know, 
clearly was animated, though, and frustrated by the way that he ended that day's work. So this was Will Levis immediately after that moment. Very. I mean, I think it's uh, high standards is uh, the name of the game. Uh, it's not It's not to beat yourself up, but it's just to give yourself motivation to go out there and to perform to the best of your ability. And uh, when you don't do that, it, uh, it puts in the back of your mind, and hopefully next time a situation like that comes up, you're able to... It seems like whenever it's time like to really let it rip, you can make all of those throws. But as far as the accuracy, like that's something that may be able to get better. What are some things that that you've done to you know try to improve in that area? I mean, just continue to work on it. I mean, this this the pre-draft uh, training that I did, I think helped me a lot with that. I think my accuracy has improved a heck of a lot um, today. Had some inaccuracy on a couple of throws, but I mean that, that's going to happen regardless of how good you are. Um, just just trying to eliminate those, but. Um, part of our games that you know we're never going to perfect that we can always just keep striving to get better at. But um, yeah, I mean, the guys here helped me a lot with it too. And it's not just a matter of my accuracy, but it's a matter of being a good teammate and being on the same page with all the receivers. So getting that chemistry down with everybody, knowing that they're going to be in the spots that we're expecting them to be, and just keep working on that. So that is uh, that is Will Levis on a day after practice where he didn't have his best day. And when we uh, when we looked at well, the last day that we saw Levis on the field, John Glenn and I were actually talking about this today on the latest episode of the 615 Sessions podcast, the podcast that we do here for the A to Z Sports streaming network, where you get to hang out with uh, me and my Titans media colleagues on a regular basis and basically be included in the conversations that we have in the media room every day after practice. And that was what Johnny and I were talking about. We talked about the last time we saw these two on the field. Levis threw three interceptions in the last day of uh OTAs and this was when the vets were largely gone this was when the vast majority of players had already left for the summer because it's the last week of voluntary work and they had done mandatory minicamp before to kind of keep some of that energy ahead of time before ending uh ending or rather than ending mandatory minicamp on a note where they had to take an extra day or they took a day off because they went like bowling or golfing or I think this year they did the uh Oh, what do they call it with the, uh, it's an Olympic sport. You've got the, it's not shuffleboard. It's, uh, oh, this is going to drive me crazy. You've got the stones. You've got people with the brooms in front of the stones sliding it across the ice. What the hell is that called? It's going to, Jared Allen does it for a living. Curling. Thank you. B-Birds18 on Twitch. Uh, Curling. Yes, that is correct. I think Bert was also there with me in our private chat there. Uh, But at this point, um, you look at a situation for the, for the Titans and you say, okay, so Levis throws three interceptions on the last day OTAs and Malik Willis has one of his best days. Now that's going to happen and practice. They're supposed to, in fact, practices where you want them making mistakes. Right. But, um, the idea that Willis would have outperformed Levis being a surprise to anybody really surprised me. Uh, Malik Willis has been in the NFL for a year. He's had a full NFL offseason at the, well, not quite. I mean, yeah, he's had a full NFL offseason now. Uh, he's had an NFL offseason where he doesn't have to worry about all the rookie bullshit that uh, Will Levis does that he had to worry about last year. Malik Willis is inherently ahead of Will Levis because Malik Willis has been here. He's been working with this coaching staff. He's been working with this wide receiver core. He knows uh, while they are changing the offense to a degree, like there is no question that Malik Willis came in ahead of uh, Will Levis and that he, and did the voluntary and mandatory portion of the offseason ahead of Will Evans. He's still the quarterback, too, as far as I'm concerned. Now, can that change in training camp? Sure. 
can they complicate things and keep three quarterbacks? It's entirely possible. We'll have to see how training camp plays itself out. But uh, at this point, I was surprised by the amount of reaction to that uh, because I just I took it for granted that most people would understand that the player who's been in the NFL would be ahead of the player who just got here. But uh, yeah, you know, I, I mean, I guess I shouldn't take stuff like that for granted. That's fine. Uh, weekend bounce back on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Who needs to bounce back most in sports? Let me know. To end the show here on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch, we'll talk about it together right after I remind you that the primetime show is made possible by Superbook Sports. Download the app, plug in the promo code ATOZ, and they'll match your first bet up to $250. Superbook Sports is where you go for the best odds and promo bets out there. Download the app, plug in that promo code ATOZ, and you can go to superbook.com for terms and conditions. If you have a gambling problem, call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. So, who needs to bounce back most in sports this week on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch? William Jones uh, is apparently doing his best psychic impression. He says, I see Willis being traded and becoming a stud while winning a Super Bowl. Oh, okay. Well, that's based on absolutely nothing at this point. But if that's what you're trying to manifest into reality, William, and certainly, you know, for Malik's sake and for any of their, you know, I hope they all go on to win Super Bowls if they uh, if they want to uh, at this point. But, yeah, there's there's zero quantifiable evidence that, that's, that there's any, you know, that that's the current tra- trajectory. But, you know, stuff happens in professional football all the time. We'll see how it plays out. Uh, Steven Snyder, 86 says, whoever sucks in bowling needs to bounce back. Yes. So for, I I believe, I believe there are like two or three single bowler tickets left for the bowling event and one, uh, remaining team of four that is available for purchase. So I think at this point, like if you want to go to the bowling thing, you better get your tickets now or listen to the radio show tomorrow. Cause I know we have an extra pair to give away that we had set aside initially to do for call of giveaways. Uh, whoever scores the worst score at the bowling, the charity bowling event tomorrow, where Titan center Ben Jones is going to, or former Titan center Ben Jones is going to hang out. It's still weird for me to say former, but former Titan center Ben Jones is going to hang out with us. Coach Mack is kicking it. Darren Bates hanging out. Our buddy, Josh black, local comedian, MCD local rapper from the, uh, from the, the Nashville area. Uh, I saw bought tickets today, tweeted me that he was coming out. Uh, it's going to be a great time with a lot of cool people, and we hope uh, if you want to attend that you're able to attend. So if you haven't gotten your tickets, maybe go check it out and see if they're still available. I'm, I, it may have sold out uh, to the best of my knowledge, but because I had somebody even you know two hours ago asking me about this, and I wasn't entirely sure. I, don't, I get up, to, I get emails every morning at nine a.m. Um, that tell me how many tickets have sold from the day previously. Uh, B French wants to know, is Burt going to be there? I don't know if Burt wants to go to that because he has to wake up at four in the morning now, um, to do his, uh, his actual job, but he is giving me a thumbs up in the background. So apparently, uh, Burt is, uh, Burt is going to be in attendance for at least a period of time. It's going to be a great time. Whoever scores the lowest score gets a butt rising show t-shirt that was made by polka dot sky studios. Can't remember what the context for the joke was, but we were making jokes about it being called Butt Rising, the radio show being called the Butt Rising Show instead of the Buck Rising Show. So the loser or the lowest score gets a Butt Rising Show t-shirt. The highest individual score gets a a three-day pass to the Turn 9 Club for the Music City Grand Prix. The Turn 9 Club is the uh, air-conditioned, all-inclusive food and beverage uh, trackside 
area that has paddock passes so you can go check out the cars and see all the drivers and all these different things so that's what the wit that's what the person who gets the highest score in bowling wins tomorrow so really i mean i don't know what those things are being sold for but i know it's a hell of a lot more than free so uh if you are adept at bowling and you think you want to try and win some music city grand prix three-day passes we're also going to have great concert tickets for people who uh, participate in the bowling event. We're going to do raffles. It's going to be a great time with a lot of cool people. So yeah, uh, uh, bounce back whoever performs worst at the bowling event because the loser or the lowest score will be sent home with a butt rising show t-shirt, uh, unfortunately for them. But who really needs to bounce back is this sports band called Chiefsaholic, the uh, notoriously uh, fraudulent Chiefs super fan who has apparently been robbing banks in the same costume that he attends Chiefs games in. There was a man who would put a wolf mask on and actually go into banks with a gun and rob them for money so that he could watch these two. So next time you're thinking about that little left-handed shot put thing, and you're thinking about the whole, huh? and we're down 30, and now we're winning and making the most must-watch games of all time. Think about the bank tellers, Pat. Okay? Think about them. You might win a Walter Payton Man of the Year if you just decide to suck next year and not terrorize all these cities. So that's Pat McAfee hosting the ESPYs tonight. Uh, at this point, Pat, the best person equipped to do it because there's no writers. There's no writers for the ESPYs. The writers strike continues in Hollywood. And so things like award shows and new Netflix uh, series and all these things are on hold while writers continue to strike to uh, try and better their employment situation. Uh, <laughs> Stephen King says, whoever is going, I'll pay you $100 to convince Ben Jones to come back for one more season. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people are going to be trying to convince Ben. Ben's not bowling. I know Ben said he was going to put his kids uh, to bed first before he uh, came and hang out with us for a little bit. So Ben's not outright bowling. But, you know, maybe maybe take it easy on, on Ben tomorrow in terms of those of you who are going to try and request for him to come back and play for his football team. Uh, pay, play for your football team, rather. Uh, Jacob Ray says, try to get some some of the former players to have guest appearances on this show. Um, no, we don't, we don't do that on the primetime show. The primetime show is not you know, not what that is for. Uh, I don't do interviews on, on the primetime show. I don't do, you know, I, I do four shows a week. I'm responsible for hosting four shows a week. Right. So they all have to be different. Uh, otherwise, you know, there's no reason for any of you to listen to all four of the different shows that I'm doing, whether that's six, one, five sessions, podcast install with Greg Cosell, the radio show and the primetime show. Uh, yeah, we do interviews on the radio show. Um, and that's where we're going to keep the interviews. And if we have good interviews that are worth playing on the primetime show, then we'll play clips of them for you here. But uh, yeah, the interviews are done on radio show, not on the primetime show. Uh, okay, that's going to do it for us tonight. That's going to do it for us this week. Because like I said, the bowling event is tomorrow. We're going to be all be hanging out at Kings Bowl. So if you want to come hang out with me, Bert, Ron Slay, uh, who else is going to be there? Ramon Foster. Uh, Ben Jones, Darren Bates, Coach Mack. It's going to be a great night for a great cause, a charitable effort to support Home Street Home, an awesome charity that is uh, working in the community to help the homeless who need our help more than ever right now, especially in Middle Tennessee where they're actively being legislated against the homeless community. Uh, Anthony Chan says, when are we going to get Buck a number one Titans fan shirt? Um, I mean, you can get that for me i'm not gonna wear it but you can 
purchase clothing for me if you like. It's like Brett Kern a couple of years ago gave me uh maybe maybe I'll give this away the bowling show because no or a bowling thing tomorrow because nobody's ever worn it. Uh a couple of years ago, Brett Kern had uh Project 615 was making Brett Kern t-shirts, and Brett gave me a couple. Um, and I was like, buddy, I you know, these are awesome, these are cool, but I can't wear this, you know. It's not it's not like that's unprofessional. Uh it's like that uh the 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 hat show print tighten up thing from the draft. They did the hat show prints uh, for each of the 32 NFL teams. And the Titans obviously had one as the host city. And uh, the woman that I was dating at the time bought me one of the hat show print tighten up ones. And uh, for my birthday, and I went a year before ultimately she started to make comments about the fact that I had not hung it up in my office yet. And I had to explain, well, it's kind of a, it's a bad look for a Titans reporter to have any kind of, you know, stuff like that lying around the office or certainly not wearing gear, stuff like that. But, uh, yeah. So if you want to, if you want a Brett Kern project 615 t-shirt, I have one that's three years old at this point. That's never actually been worn. It's just been sitting in a corner of my closet and, uh, looking for, I'm trying keep trying to get rid of it. Um, so maybe we'll give that away tomorrow at the bowling event as well. All right. Uh, at this point, Jacob Ray wants to know what are the other channels on YouTube? I don't live in the area. Uh, so the radio station is 1045 the zone. That's where you can catch the uh the radio show and the install the podcast that i do with greg cosell there's a new install out by the way uh greg and i did the whole podcast on joe milton as a pro prospect the tennessee volunteers quarterback um if you want the best insight and analysis on joe milton and how the nfl used joe milton ahead of his 2023 season go check out the deep dive that greg and i did today so the radio show and the install are on 104.5 the zones youtube channel the 615 sessions and the primetime show are on the A to Z sports streaming platform. So you can see the 615 podcast that we did today with John Glennon of the Nashville Post on this very same uh, streaming platform. All right, that's enough. I've talked enough. I love you guys. I'll see you some of you tomorrow at the bowling event. If I don't, uh, I wish that you, uh, I wish that more, uh, well, I don't wish that more of you could be there because it's about to be a sold out event. So I'm very happy that it's a sold out event. I hope that uh, all of you who wanted the opportunity to go get the opportunity to go. I can't wait to spend some time with some of you guys tomorrow then. Have a great weekend in the meantime, and we'll be back at it, I think, Monday, because I'm on, I'm out of town this weekend. So TBD on when we will come back next week for the primetime show, but we will certainly do it ahead of SEC Media Days, and it will be a great time. Is my phone ringing? Yep, that's my phone ringing. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear that on the, uh, on the stream, but I'm going to have to decline that FaceTime, and... And the radio show, or the primetime show. What show is this? I don't know. I'll see you guys at some point next week. Well, are you surprised to hear that? The hell, Bert. Well, are you surprised to hear that? <laughs> Certainly not. The first year we took it to the limit. And I was in Miami with my new beach house. Well, it was a couple minutes from the beach. It's been 20 years since then. We haven't been too strong in the last few years. Oh, we've been strong. We're just playing by the rules. You can't have a newcomer come in and steal a show.